0: Welcome, everyone, to the RV Podcast, episode 406. And this week, True Tales from the RV
1: Proctologist. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wedlund, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer and uh, I bet we've got him uh, wondering what we are going to talk about when I talk about the RV proctologist stay a- tuned so you can
0: find out yes. what a proctologist
1: is well <laughs> an RV, they probably know what a proctologist is <laughs> okay. but an RV proctologist is somebody who specializes in the black tanks and this guy is just in fact he is so good of an interview we're going to devote pretty much the entire podcast to our interview and we're going to cut short all the other things, so you can hear him and his stories. It, well, they're amazing, and uh, we, we can't wait. His name is Steve uh, Korsfall, he's from Quartzsite, Arizona. And he gives us some really important advice about black tanks, and we talk a little bit about gray tanks and freshwater tanks, but really important advice. Some of it is uh, stuff that you won't hear from your dealer when you buy your RV. Um, And uh, I think you're going to love the stories that he weaves around his advice. So that's coming up in just a couple minutes. We are just back from Elkhart, Indiana.
0: And what a good time we all had. I know I had a good time, everybody I've talked to has had a good time.
1: We were in uh, uh, Elkhart at the uh, RV Hall of Fame, camped right on their grounds, toured the the RV Hall of Fame. We had motorhomes, we had towable trailers, we had fifth wheels every class of motorhomes we had brand new RVs we had vintage RVs and uh, almost hundred and fifty people who came from California to uh, the East Coast and Canada and every place in between uh, it was one of our gatherings we called this one the Elkhart Encounter and they can see what it was like on the uh, YouTube channel we put a video up on it but it was fun but we got another one another gathering coming up in October
0: And that is going to be in Linden, Tennessee, on the Buffalo River.
1: Yep, and uh, we can't wait for that. That's uh, sold out. There's a waiting list. Uh, You can get some information uh, if you look in the description below. But uh, it's going to be a a terrific time. And uh, and get on the waiting list if you think you'd like to go because there are always some cancellations. People get sick, job transfers, all sorts of things happen. And uh, we'll fill those openings from the waiting list. And we're still trying to see if we can snare a few more places for people. So um, so it, just because it's filled doesn't mean you can't get in. We'll do our best. So uh, fill out that waiting list. Uh, our RV is not with us. We left it behind in Elkhart because we're having some upgrades. This is exciting. Exciting. More lithium, more solar. We're going to go all the way up to uh, about... Uh, 1200 watts of uh, solar on the roof we have 400 now we are going to uh, add uh, enough lithium battery power to uh, basically uh, run a couple of small villages I <laughs> know uh, no, we'll have about 600 watts of lithium uh, batteries from uh, uh, the folks uh, the parent company of battleborn which is dragonfly energy and uh, they're being updated at the keystone factory and we're doing some other upgrades to it. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't give them all away. Keep it a secret. Well, the, people want to know. If I guess if I threw it out there. One, we're having um, a tray. You know, we have this big pass-through storage spot on our fifth wheel. And sometimes you have to crawl way inside to get something out. So we're making that whole section of, uh, a slide-out tray. So I can just pull that tray out and, and reach all those things that... Uh, or maybe back in the middle that would call us to, recall us to, to, uh, to crawl the way in.
0: You're just afraid I'm going to shut the door.
1: I am afraid. It's too tempting. Uh, I see you look at that and go, <laughs> hmm. We're also adding uh, a, a couple of modifications to the lock uh, and the way you open the lock and a, a different handrail for the stairs. the uh, handrail. I'm excited about the handrail. And we have learned about some awesome stabilization options that we can have installed that are pretty great to keep the unit from any kind, even though we have the, the four-way levelers, but can keep any kind of sway. Uh, it, it, we'll show you all of those. So um, all that's uh, being done this week, and we hope to pick it up next week. And then we're off to Linden, Tennessee, to the five acres of property there that we have developed into our own private RV resort. It's done. Yay. It's just about completely done. We got some little finishing touches we want to do. But the water has been in for a while. The septic's been in for a while. The electricity just went in last week. And uh, we've got all of the erosion control done. The driveway's all fixed. The three parking pads for, with the three, you know, hookups, full hookups, they're all done. We're uh, hoping to put a fence in, some uh, gates in. And we can't wait to get down there and see and um, and do some uh, some work around the property. And then we'll do a video update on it as well.
0: Sounds like a good idea.
1: So that's uh, in Linden, Tennessee, which is where we just talked about having that, uh, where we'll have a gathering in October. But uh, we'll be down there hopefully next, uh, next uh, couple of weeks for uh, a nice extended stay. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about... Uh, about probably one of the questions we get asked almost more than anything else. And that is managing our black tank, our gray tank. What do you do with fresh water? We're going to have some really interesting uh, information and some fun stories to share. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. On July 30th, there's a big lakefront sales event at the landings in Tennessee. Jennifer and I visited the landings just west of Nashville. They offer incredible RV lakefront properties, up to 70 times the size of a typical RV lot, with frontage on the biggest lake in Tennessee. We loved it. The scenery is breathtaking, and you own it outright. It's not a timeshare. It's your property, your way. You can have your own private dock. You can landscape, garden. They're pet-friendly. It's gated and secure with high-speed internet available. There's even free RV and boat storage. It's a wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. Ready whenever you want. Dockable lakefronts start at only $59,900. There's financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit RVLakeFrontLand.com. That's RVLakeFrontLand.com. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battle Batteries. Battle Batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free, and battle-borne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com/lithium. rvlifestyle.com/lithium. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets, check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com.
0: Welcome back, and now it's time for the interview of the week.
1: Like we said, this is going to last a little longer than uh, the rest of our uh, interviews normally do. In fact, the rest of the podcast will be pretty much taken up with this interview. Our guest is uh, Steve Korsfall, and he is from... Quartzsite, uh, Arizona, and for uh, the last 15 years, Steve has run a business known as the RV Proctologist, and he has been helping RVers out there in the desert uh, with their black and their gray tanks. Uh, Quartzsite, of course, is well known in RV circles. Uh, it has a, a annual population of about 3,700. But uh, during the winter months, that population swells to well into the hundreds of thousands uh, with uh, uh, new arrivals who are coming there uh, to escape the winter. And January and February are, are just unbelievable in the desert. Free boondocking, camping. And that's where Steve has uh, been earning his, his income for the past 15 years because all those uh, boondockers need help with their black tanks and their gray tanks and their freshwater tanks. And that has been Steve's expertise.
0: And when these visiting RVers experience problems with their black or their gray tanks, Steve is there to help them. He helps those in the RV parks and helps those who are boondocking in the BLM desert. And boy, he's seen it all. Today, he's here to share some tips to help us all.
1: Well, joining us now from uh, Quartzsite itself, is Steve uh, all Steve, I got to ask before anything else: How hot is it there in the afternoons this time of year in Courtside, Arizona? It felt like between
2: 118 and 123 on Sunday. Right now, it, we're sitting at about 85 degrees.
1: But we're recording this at 6 a.m. your time, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's it. Well, if anybody has seen their share of uh, RV black and gray tank issues it is the rv proctologist <laughs> and uh, yep. uh i would love to hear what uh, because so many rvers spend so much time in courtside. there's there's that's probably got to be ground zero for for ba- black and gray tank problems what's the most common problem that uh, people have when they're uh, when they're trying to manage gray and black tanks
2: you know, most of the time, I'm going to tell you a quick little story right off the bat. It was a client that called us out of Salome out here. He he had our brand new fifth wheel. He had less than a month. And I get out there and we start jetting the tank, okay? So what happens is we're out there and all of a sudden, as we're hydrojetting, a whole container of chemicals comes out of the shoot okay and we stopped it before it went into the system so we talked to the owner and said what in the heck is this chemical bottle doing in your tank he says well when i bought this the salesman never told me how to use the tank so he told me just throw the whole bottle into the tank and so (laughs) i i said you got to be kidding me i said all right. Let me tell, let me ask what you did. Did you put any water in the tank? No. Nobody told me you put water in the tank. So you know when you have a forty-gallon tank and it's a fifth wheel, okay, you always have to start off with a minimum of five gallons of water in that tank, okay. And what we recommend throw a, throw a cup of Dawn dishwasher soap down there so it's slippery. It makes the tank slippery, okay. But we took that out and sure enough the bottle had the lid on it and everything and i'm going wow this is the rookies we have out there so they need to be taught how (laughs) to use chemicals properly okay and that was uh just just one of many over 15 years it's happened at least three times to me on this situation well, at least and, uh, they're,
1: they're following the directions literally, but not literally, common sense-wise, yeah. That's, wow, that's, that's right. So, so I, I would think then that water in the tank is the most important thing.
2: Exactly, exactly. And, you, so, know, you know, toy haulers go up to tanks like 75 gallons and stuff like big tanks. So every time you go to a larger tank, you have to put more water in the tank, okay, and that's what people forget to do when they pull up to a campsite. They plug everything in and they get all excited about life and camping, but they forget what to do underneath. And, and sure enough, down the road over a week or two in camping, um, you don't have enough water in that tank to break everything down. And that's the biggest problem with it. People aren't using enough water when they're using the going number two and especially on fifth wheels underneath the fifth wheel you you drop down about a foot then you go off at a 45 degree angle and then it drops into a tank so that water's really got to push a long way sometimes
1: when we're in a road trip we always seem to find a way to stop at a camping world center there are over 225 camping world locations across the country and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our rv or just want to shop in fact electrical accessories, must have gadgets, check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit campingworld.com. So here's another question that uh, we get all the time from people. And that is, do I have to use RV or marine grade toilet paper, or can I use regular toilet paper?
2: Well, on the toilet paper, what we always used uh, I'm in a 40-foot fifth, fifth wheel, okay? We always use, and people, if they use the real light double-ply, like Angel Soft, Angel Soft breaks down very easily. Now, how you te- you could test a toilet paper, take a leaf, take a mason jar, and throw it in a mason jar for 24 hours, and then see if it breaks down, okay? and But in my 15 years of full-time rving okay we've never had a problem with angel soft and and you know there are other brands out there with the lighter but i recommend if you you don't know what you're doing use single ply for a while never use wet wipes in a black tank never okay because of they just wad up i had a little grandma with a big beautiful quarter million dollar class a that all she uses wet wipes the problem was the whole tank clogged up and i we literally had to take the plumbing apart and i know our business it gets gross once in a while just just you guys have to have a visual of this cuz we had to make a we had to make a hook like a big fishing hook and reach in and just pull over 2 hours of wet wipes into a bucket and then re-plumb it OK, and it's just training. You know, if you're going to use wet wipes, put them in a trash can. OK, that's that's just like common sense.
1: What do you do then for odor control and chemicals? Uh, there are so many different chemicals on the market that people talk about. What's yep. your recommendation?
2: You know, when, in this area, when it gets really hot, things start to cook in a lot of RVs. You know, people are are, out here still over the summer and we get between 110 to maybe 126. So Mm -hmm. underneath the carriages, they get hot, okay? So we tell people put more water in it, okay? Chemicals, if you keep dumping chemicals in there, it causes more of a stink. So you want to put... Like a forty-gallon tank, we always tell five. You need to put five to 10, five to ten, or fifteen gallons in that tank to start, because human waste doesn't uh, fill up the tank, you know, too much. Okay, so the biggest thing is water when to keep odors down. I think a lot sure of you, make yeah. sure your vents are open that are clear.
1: Now, now, when you say events open, mean sure the one on the roof? Up on the roof.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, make sure those aren't covered up. Now, yeah. we have seen when we have pulled out some tanks, when we have, when people have their tanks fall out of their rigs, we have that. People drive down the road and their tanks fall out of their rigs.
1: Just like okay. boom? Yeah?
2: That's right. And they drag it underneath the, on the ah. freeway and then they come to us and... Now we've seen a lot of the newer rigs, they call them wet venting. There's only one vent for the whole tank. Now that's kind of cheating, okay? And manufacturers should know this, not to put one vent in a 40 to 60 gallon tank, okay? I've got a lot of proof on this manufacturer putting only one vent, that's called wet venting, okay? So you have solids coming down but you also have waste going won't going up the venting through the top of the uh RV through the same vent. So you know the vent on a tank should be separate than the waste coming down from the RV. Okay, you well, So understand? they use
1: this they use the same vent for air to go up and for the stuff to go That's- the junk to- so how does, right. how does an RV owner know whether they have that problem? Because we all know this. If they really, on the roof. Yeah. yeah,
2: they really don't until they have service done on, on a problem situation. I can't tell you the name. I don't want to tell the names of the RVs that are doing this. Okay. And sorry, my wife's writing me notes here.
1: <laughs> don't anyway, don't get don't get got, in trouble. My,
2: are they, secretary here. You know,
1: are they generally years, so. are they generally the lower priced RVs that are doing this, or are they expensive ones?
2: Actually, actually not.
1: Actually not. Wow.
2: Know, the ones that we were we're looking at between thirty five and sixty thousand um, dollar RVs are wet venting these RV are these fifth wheels. And
1: okay. there's no way to know this.
2: No way to know it until either we have to pull the tank down to fix a crack or fix, you know, something that, you know. We we've done a lot of RVs that the tanks are a little bit narrower and they, they keep using the rails are just a little too wide. Okay. So that's when you get the vibration down the road. And somebody you know, a lot of people make a mistake by leaving this the products or the number 2 in the tank as they travel down the road. They really need to clean their tank out before they travel, okay? And use me put one or two gallons in your tank as you travel at the most, okay? Uh we've, we've had literally uh several RVs that they they load up their tanks so much they drop right out of the bottom of the RV.
1: So before you leave the campground, dump. Okay, exactly. Now that that brings up um, a couple more things about the the chemicals because the the big complaint everybody has is odor after a while. Do the chemicals yeah. help with that? Is there any chemical you mentioned putting a lot of water in? That's the best thing to do first. What about chemicals?
2: Well, what we've seen over fifteen years of cleaning out tanks. Use, use uh, liquid or powder only, okay? I, I hate to say this, don't be using pouches. For most, a lot of people, yeah. what they'll do is they'll cut the pouches and dump it in into the tank. That's great if you've got pouches. Don't just throw it in and, and flush it down the toilet. You've got to know it's breaking down. We, we cleaned out a lot of tanks that they wad up like softballs in the nice. bottom of the tanks. And then they clog up the the shoot going out. Don't use pouches.
1: I'm going to ask you about a brand name. Is the one I happen to use? So that's it. I have no connection with them, but I I have used over our our ten years. Happy camper.
2: Happy yeah. camper is great. Okay. Yes, I'll Stay with great. that.
1: Now. Um, yeah. But but you do recommend some chemicals, right? To help with that odor or not?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I recommend. People use, don't overdo it on the chemicals and definitely don't mix different chemicals. When you get frustrated that you've got a clog, don't go down to the store and spend $40, $50 on chemicals. That is not going to be breaking down all the paper that's packed in there. The, what, you're, what you need to do is make sure you have more water in there. Now, let me recommend out there, if, if the proctologist isn't around and you need help, okay especially if you have a fifth wheel and it's clogged down on that 45 degree angle go down to the hardware store this is cheap go down to the hardware store get one of those thick core three quarter inch hoses cut the brass piece off okay hook it up to your um faucet okay and you got to get your gloves on get some towels okay put it around your toilet and get aggressive and you just jam that hose down that that shoot under your toilet
1: and work push it the, hard push it through work
2: it hard yeah and push that paper down into the tank so you know on chemicals you know a lot of people don't use chemicals at all they just use water and they're very happy and using the dawn dishwasher soap. There's so a, there's a i knew a lot of rv part stores don't like me saying that because they want the money and Use the chemical thing. Most people that camp all the time, they got to empty their tanks about every 10 days. Seven to 10 days, people have to dump their, you know, so that liquid, which is like six to eight ounces in a 40 gallon tank, does only so much.
1: Okay. So uh, there's a lot of things I've seen on newer RVs with this little connector where you can hook up a hose and it sprays out your. Your black tank is that a good good thing to get? Santa flesh, I think they call it.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a really good thing if you know how to use it. I was just that's the next question. Yep, you got to make sure that gate valve is open. Okay, the gate valve is the black thing you
1: pull that opens this stuff out.
2: Yeah, that's the gate valve. You you have three different types of valves, maybe four, but mostly they're they're a standard gate valve three inch black gate valve you have your rod gate valve that's a, usually a, when you buy a, a new one that's an aluminum rod that slides in there it goes across underneath the belly and and but over time it gets soft and bends and then you got problems so, so you always got to make sure that's stout and then um, my wife's trying to tell me things and I need to, uh,
1: <laughs> stick I, have with what
2: talking about. I have one of those then you, have, yeah. then you have cable valves And you have um, electric valves Okay So it's very important To keep those gates closed When your flusher is on I mean keep them open Keep your gate valve open When your flusher is on Now most tanks People don't know what a flusher looks like They think there's a big sprinkler system in there Okay what it is, is it's just a short, like a two-inch PVC pipe with a cap on it with holes drilled in it. We've cut tanks open, and that's what we see in there until you get the more expensive rigs.
1: And you, okay. call, it a, you call it a flusher, but it sprays the inside of the tank and sprays, supposedly yes. loosens you know, yeah. deposits and stuff. It helps.
2: It helps in the area that breaks up the stuff at the bottom of the tank. I would recommend if people would do this, if you're really really concerned about your rig, at first, this is what I think you should do. And, And I know the RV parts stores don't recommend it. Just about a minute or two, just leave it closed and run your flusher a little bit so it starts breaking up the stuff before it runs out. Run a little water in there first, okay? And then kind of time it, you know, a minute, minute and a half, then open up your gate. Okay. That'll help the stuff right after. Kind of discharge. rushes faster. Yeah. You start to come out a lot better, a lot faster. You need to get it, get the stuff out as soon as possible. Let me tell you a little story. What happened to a guy that I heard about. Okay. He, he was drinking a few beers. Okay. And what happened, he said, well, he, got, he went over to the other side, starting on this whole deal. He's drinking a few more, you know, waiting for things to happen. Well, his friend came over, okay? And he had just shut the, shut the tank, shut the black tank, but he forgot the flusher was on. Well, he, his friend said, hey, let's go to the hardware store. I got a special, I want to get this tool that I know about. Well, he went to the hardware store. The problem is when his wife came home, about half an hour later, went to open the front door, there was a waterfall coming out the front door because he had shut the black tank and it all filled up the black tank, went out the top of the toilet, onto the bathroom floor and out into the kitchen and downstairs. So very important when you're using a flusher, never walk away from that. I can
1: see why. Uh, A couple of other questions before we, I want to ask you about freshwater tanks. I want to ask you about gray tanks briefly, but um, one of the biggest complaints every RVer has is that the gauge that shows how filled their tank is stops working. What can we do about that? And uh, besides use more water, but that probably all goes back to that, I'm sure. But uh, uh, as I understand it's stuff, sticks to those sensors and that's what causes that is there a fix for that easy fix that we can do
2: Um, you know there's there's different scenarios on that people think they could use chemicals okay i think what you need to do is like i said use the big rubber hose and wash that thing run a water hose down there and flush it as much as possible people say they could use chemicals Really, I call them idiot lights, okay? <laughs>
1: yeah, because you, you,
2: as you As you get to know your rig, okay, some RVs you could open up the toilet flapper and look right down into the tank and see what you got done, you know, see what's down there. A lot of times you can't. But you could time it. Let's say, you know, you're, you're starting camping on a Saturday. You have to just time it seven to ten days every time. And you've got to have a kind of a little bit of a calendar to to note. You know the sensors get get gummed up, you know. And what we do go in there, we jet them off so they're clean. You know, we go with a high pressure jet and we we jet those sensors off. Okay, okay, over time.
1: So when we talked about black tanks, you said when you leave, don't leave with the full tank or a three quarters exactly. full tank. Get it empty. Right. Now we come to. Um, I want to ask about the uh, the freshwater tank uh, that people have. Should they drive with? First of all, how long can they leave water in the freshwater tank? Say they've gone on a camping trip, they come back home, uh, they put it in storage for a, a week or two. How often do you need to drain that that freshwater tank when you're not using it?
2: You know, East Coast is different than West Coast. You guys in the East Coast have to figure about freezing and stuff like that, okay? Now, you're talking about basic summer, you know. Yeah. Um, summertime. So, you know, I you're fine with leaving it for two weeks. Really? Okay? It doesn't
1: get skunky in there, in that tank? I, I don't
2: think so. You could put a little bit of white vinegar in there. That won't hurt anybody. And that will help clean anything in there, too. I could tell you another story about that if you'd like to hear it. Yes, I um, love the stories. The water tank. Okay, yep. so we are out in Manteca, California, okay? My wife's laughing. She's shaking like I table. can see
1: the table shaking, and she's laughing.
2: This is a good one, I think. So the lady calls me and says, you have to come out here and clean out our um, fresh water tank and i said well what's wrong with it she she would not tell me she was almost she was almost crying on the on the phone and i go okay we'll come out and look at it so we get out there and the story is they're ready to go camping on a friday they had just bought this class a 30-foot class a well the husband had to go to work so trisha Take your hand off there. Thank you. Sorry about that. She's it's okay, she knows the story. She knows the story. So we get out there. And so the husband says, go down to the gas station and fill this up. Uh, it's, it's It was a diesel unit. Okay. So he never told her where to install the, the pump. So she... All story short, she just saw a spout there. She opened it no. up and stuck the the, <laughs> the diesel into to the fresh water tank, and oh. didn't know to go to where it says diesel only. She was she didn't know. She actually didn't know, and he didn't tell her. Uh-huh. You know, so it's very important for people to be on the same line. So she had pumped diesel remember how many gallons of diesel into the fresh water tank and she wanted they wanted us to go over there and clean all the diesel out of the fresh water tank okay and i said i'm sorry i mean i could jet it out as much as i can but you i would not drink anything out of it ever (laughs) yeah i said you're gonna have to replace the tank and so that's that's that story we
1: we into a lot of
2: strange ones.
1: All right, so we can go a couple of weeks in the east. Um, the heat, you know, I mean, it's in the nineties out here uh, in the Midwest right now. And uh, I've always said I'll just empty it before you, you know, yeah. you put it away, and that way when you put fresh in, it's it's the thing. Um, do you advise people how much? fresh water should they have as they're driving as they're either towing it or if they're a the motor coach uh, driving should they can they drive it with the fresh
2: the, it all depends on the run they're going you know if they're going you know 300 miles but 3 3 to 5 gallons in there you know don't fill it all the way up to the top because wherever you're going you could fill it up more you know
1: mm-hmm. gray but, tank talk about what do we need to know about managing the gray tanks
2: now that's a tricky situation because most of the lines going into a gray tank are only an inch and a half. You know, mm-hmm. you got to an have lines coming in from the sink, your vanity. You know, I would recommend on all your sinks, get those stainless steel strainers. You know, the regular manufacturer gives you the regular strainer. Get the ones that are, um, they're very small for things to drain through you know on your kitchen sink a lot of keep your vegetables and keep all that stuff from going down the drain into the tank in our area because the water is so hard okay what we recommend this area when you're here leave your gray tanks open all the time so you can get that stuff out of there you know you got to keep it running keep it flushing Um, and then I know on the east coast or a lot of people what they do, they close it off and then fill it up so it all runs out but because of our hard water, the calcium in our water will not only lock itself into the bottom of the tank but also vegetables and stuff will rot by sitting up against them. Okay. And so it's very important to, when you go to, if you're at a full hookup, open your gray tank, but make sure when you're ready to clean your black tank, close your gray tank, and then open your, your black tank. Okay, that's a big problem because a lot of plumbing on RVs, they have a combination pipe system underneath there. So if you leave your gray tank open, and you open your black tank, the black stuff will run right into the gray tank. And then you got problems. Okay, really? you want to close that gray tank before you open that black tank.
1: And I'd always had heard, and I think you just said that, but I'd always heard that we should always um, use the, fill up the gray tank. And then when you empty the black, then do the empty the gray. So the gray will help wash out some of the residue. And, the, and you're right. saying, Leave it open when you're in a full hookup, but before you dump, close it. Get get some water in the gray to still do that. And that's exactly. the, the the last question I have for you. And we could do this for two you're days. Just, you,
2: you could get. use you could use Happy Camper in your gray tank too.
0: Oh really? If, if you Put
2: if you're going to close your your gray tank, run some run hot water in there and throw some Happy Camper down there. Really? You know, okay. same thing with the other liquids or powders. You could do that in your in your gray tank, but then go ahead and open up that gray and get it flushed out.
1: So, so that is that is really important, I think. So we've learned so much about all of this. Uh, I want to
2: one more thing about your gray tank. Yeah, I just
1: yep. You're answering my questions for me. This is better.
2: Okay, under your sink, under double sinks in the kitchen. Okay. They call them a little breather under there, okay? Over a couple years, replace the breather. That lets air down your pipes. What is the breather? There's a a little cap under sinks on both the vanity and the the kitchen, okay? It lets air into the pipes so when things drain out, easier, okay? It has to have air, just like a house. Most pipes that are underneath the floor has a vent that goes to the roof that gives air to the pipes so things are able to flow. So what happens on an RV, okay, like on a double sink, there's uh, two P-traps that go up, but then there's it's called a dirty arm. A dirty arm goes over and comes up and it goes to a cap that's right at flood level of the sink. It, it's unscrewed by hand. Okay, if it's tight, you stick a screwdriver through there and break it loose. Anybody can do it. Just look under your sink. If you've had a rig for several years, take it, unscrew that, run it under hot water and soapy water, and wash it off, and then screw it back on. You don't have to wrench it on hard, really hard, or anything. Just hand tight. That's a. So, people are having a problem with slow flowing water out of their sinks. Most of the time, it's that breather not getting enough air to those pipes.
1: Well, I'm going to check that on ours right there. Last question for you. Uh, so many times I go to an RV park and I see people who have their their stinky slinky, you know, in the dump. They have it in the dump and they have the black tank open and they're kind of just passing it right through there. Good idea or bad idea?
2: Bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. that's the idea so what happens if you're when you're going number two all everything's locked up up here okay and what happens most of the time when people do that it pyramids right back up into the throat of the toilet and then people wonder why they're getting clogged up
1: so okay. so you can leave the gray one open which is good if you're that's taking right. showers it's going through but never leave the black one open until it's time to dump
2: Exactly.
1: Well, exactly. we're going to have to have you back. And I know we're going to get lots of comments and lots of questions on this, Steve. But uh, this, is, this is awesome. I will look you guys up when we are out at Portsight uh, coming this, uh, this year. Uh, Can I
2: tell you one other, one other funny story?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Go for it.
2: Uh, so we're at a gas station uh, several years ago. And all of a sudden, this lady comes out with her camera. Okay, because we have uh, we have RV proctologists on our side of our trucks and then we have RV colonoscopies on the very back as well. Because Canadians didn't know what RV proctologist was. So we put RV colonoscopies for Canadians. So anyway, this lady comes over to our truck and I told my son because we're a father son team. And so I said, give her a brochure and. And what happened was, oh, you don't need to give me a brochure. Do you know you were in the L.A. Times newspaper last Sunday? And I said, no, what? we don't know about that. And he said, well, you had the 100-year centennial drive through Arizona. And it said that when you come through Parker and you're heading for uh, courtside, they said, well, you know you're in RV heaven when you see the sign for the RV proctologist. And so <laughs> that's, that's what we had I want to tell you one other story okay so a nurse calls us okay and said you know I used to work for a proctologist in the hospital and we called him the rare admiral so <laughs>
0: because he
2: retired I'm going to call you the rare admiral but he yeah. said she said that When she was driving around a corner there in Yuma, she saw a sign for us there. She was driving a class A. She was drinking a cup of coffee. She had never seen our signs before. And she was coming around a corner and she said, I was drinking the coffee. My dog was sitting up on the dashboard. She said, all of a sudden, I started laughing because I saw your sign. And I spewed all over my dog, all over the dashboard with coffee. Uh, and I almost ran off the side of the road because I was laughing so hard. I've never seen a sign for the RV proctologist. So well, that's one of many, many stories that we, we have that we run into. So well, they're you, very hilarious.
1: What's the grossest thing you've ever seen?
2: The- that's a story. So what happened was I had a manager out in Brenda call me and said, Steve, you got to come out here today. You've got to cancel all your appointment. Now, this was in November. Okay. And that's when a lot of people come to court site. So, okay, we'll go, we'll go see what you have. And so we drive into this park and we're probably about 40 feet away from this RV. And we, all of a sudden, the smell hits us. We had both our windows open, and we couldn't believe the smell. We drive up to this RV, and we're seeing the front storage doors on this RV. Poop is pouring out of the side doors of this RV. Ugh. And and so we, we're going... Do we need to t- do this job or not? We go up and visit with this lady and she's just weeping. She's 85 years old and she's just crying. She said, I don't know what to do. I've never been to that side of the trailer before. My hmm. husband just died a year ago and I've never dealt with what he was dealing with pulling of these gate bows or stuff like that. So I just just kept filling the toilet up and I didn't know any better. So what happened was we opened the door, the door to the storage, and the whole bottom of the the fifth wheel was full of poop. And and my son and I said, well, We're gonna have to help this lady out because she can't move this fifth wheel. She's a widow. And so we got the long gloves on, we had to get shovels, we had to get big black bags, and we shoveled for four to five hours to clean this thing out. We had to climb in there, we had to cut the pipes around the tank because this is a Canadian made RV. So the tanks are in in the storage area, they're not hanging underneath the RV. So we had to crawl in there, and pull this tank out and then we had to sanitize the whole bottom of this unit so what we recommended her she was in a fixed location so we put a household toilet in there for her then we took the pipes we vented every all the pipes to the roof then we ran a pipe all the way to the ground for her but that was a long day for us to clean this lady's uh, rv out and we went back to her when seven years later she was 92 she had the biggest smile on her face she hugged us so grateful we were there to help her out so we're you know yes it was a gross job you know but we're glad we we're able to help her
1: you have kept us uh Amused and interesting, but more importantly, I think you have taught us a lot. And, um, Steve, you are a wealth of information. And we thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're so welcome.
2: You're so welcome.
0: That Steve can sure tell a story, but there were a lot of interesting material to take away from that.
1: Yes, there were. we're we'll do our best to recap most of it and put it uh, in the accompanying blog post for this at uh, rvlifestyle.com. So check that out. But that's it for this week. We did that extended interview, but I think as you, you listen to it all, you'll agree it was well worth it. We would love to get your questions, your comments, your feedback. And the best way to reach us is through our private email. It's Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. We love hearing from you. We'll be back next week with much more on the RV Podcast. Thanks for listening
0: and watching. Happy trails!